Next on BYU Sports Nation, game day. We go all access with Bronco Mendenhall and ESPN's color commentator tonight, plus four changes we expect to see from the Cougars. And women's soccer and volleyball crush it again, and it's a Logan takeover. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. Holler! BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Friday, October 24th, game day! Game day! Game day! Let's go defense! Let's go defense! Oh, we're doing it again. Gotta go twice. I still feel like the Lego movie, when the... 80s something guy with the spaceships like I I, I can build a spaceship spaceship <laughs> spaceship spaceship, 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 spaceship. Game day. they're like remember game that, day. That, that pause like yeah yeah you can build it yeah go ahead what and he's like what 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 no one's, gonna, no one's gonna stop me game day what 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 it's Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia it's like awesome. <laughs> when is game day there are some who still don't believe in the BYU Sports Nation karma believe it or not hmm. make doubters believers yesterday yeah. Jennifer Rockwood women's soccer coach was on BYU Sports Nation we gave her the karma. BYU beat Santa Clara 5-2. to 5-2! Two. To two. First win ever against the Broncos. It's that like was baseball score. And, and, and so, at Bryson Webster says, the BYU Sports Nation karma joke is getting old. Wasn't funny the first time. What? I would have to agree. It's not funny at all. It's a very serious it's, thing. It's real, yeah. I at mean. Kent underscore in underscore Utah responded to Bryson Webster. He said, funny, karma is serious stuff. 5-2 last night. Hashtag woe to the unbeliever. Boom. <laughs> there you have it. So we, just, we thought, you know what? We need our research, research staff. There's about 20 guys, 20 interns. They're housed in New Hampshire. We, <laughs> we, have, we had them go back and look at a couple other instances recently if the karma had happened. Because we haven't mentioned it very much right. recently. The week of the UCF game, we gave the karma to, to Sky Povey. He, well, well here, here's what happens. Sometimes we hand it out. Sometimes they come on the show. We're not saying there's 100% yield, but it happens more often yeah, than we think. Right. So Sky Pove was on the show the week of the UCF game. He had an interception in the game. INT. Last week, hmm. last week on Monday, we chatted with Mitch Matthews. Hmm. He had 16 catches, the second most in BYU history. Interesting. In a game. I, listen, we can't fully control it. We don't know exactly how it works, but that it works. But that it works. I don't believe, see, I don't believe in coincidences either. Thank you, believe- Qui-Gon Jinn. I don't, be- I don't believe in coincidences. <laughs> I don't. I, I just can't, man. And we gave it to Michael Elisa this week as well. Just a heads up. Just, we'll, just, we'll see what Mike's going to do. And maybe, maybe by definition the defense. We'll see what five, happens. Five sacks, five forced fumbles, two interceptions, one to the house. Spencer Linton is on a plane or arriving uh, in Boise today. He will be there for Countdown to Kickoff, which you can watch tonight at 8 Eastern time. So Brian and I steering the ship today on a Friday Game day. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. It's our game day question. What is your bold prediction for BYU versus Boise State? At Matthew W. Evans. Bold prediction? BYU doesn't blow a fourth quarter two-touchdown lead. <laughs> hashtag optimistically uncertain. That, yeah, that is, that is a hope. That is a wish and a prayer. <laughs> I'm, on the, Luckily, I'm on the same level. They haven't been in the fourth. They've been in the third. But, right. uh, but they happened. I, I get it. Yeah. Hashtag optimistically uncertain. That's probably how BYU Sports Nation feels right now. Yeah. Got you. Why? Why, why be the other way? Why be mad and, 
you know, sad. Why not have hope? You could be uh, like UMass and be like two and five. I'm just saying, like BYU's four and three. Yes, they've lost three in a row, but they've got an opportunity Still tonight. Go to a bowl game. You have That's fun. That's not a big deal anymore. Have fun. Have fun. Yes, that have is the fun. goal. That is the have goal. Of BYU fun. football and this show. BYU Sports Nation is simulcast in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Four changes we expect to see tonight. Bronco Mendenhall, Craig Bills, Bronson Kafusi, Jamal Williams. Let's start with Bronco Mendenhall. BYU defense struggling right now. Bronco Mendenhall, will he be more involved with the defense? This is what he told Spencer earlier this week. He's inherited a defense with one less coach um, that had all the experience, basically, of play calling and coordinating. So that coach left the room, which was me. And then he's now got a younger group with an ever-changing target of injuries and et cetera. And I've never seen anyone work harder than what he has worked. And whatever adjustments we do end up coming up with will be to help our team and our players. That's his goal as the head coach. Hear more yeah. of and the rest of that conversation in 23 minutes right here on BYU Sports Nation. Bronco Mendenhall on the Coaches Show Wednesday. Quote, it is different this week. My number one objective is to help our players have success. Really what I ask Coach Hal to do is take on a less experienced, with more injury, system of defense, with one less coach and less experience. So do more with less is what I asked. You played for Bronco Mendenhall. Based on that Fact. soundbite and quote, what does that mean to you? Well, I mean, the one thing that really stands out as far as what he said and, and kind of, you know, how he wants this week to go as far as the, the defense and the practice is, you know, he's going to want to play a bigger role. You know, having, having wanting to play a They've bigger role, going role. to play a bigger Certainly. role. Certainly. And so to me, it's, it's, okay, how do you play a bigger role than uh, the role that you're already playing right now? I can only think of one thing. Me too. Be involved in the play calling of the defense. Right, ex- exactly. Because as a head coach, your job is exactly what he just said. My job is to help players and to help coaches, you know, get into situations that's going to, you know, give them success, bring them success on the field and off the field. That is my job as a head coach. So how more involved can I get than that? Which is, you know, actually being in the detail of the de- of, of of the defensive play calling. Now, do you always always talking about uh, you know taking over the defense? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. We're talking about him being involved, more involved in the play calling. Example, you know, maybe maybe him and Coach Howe are, are linked linked together on the headsets when Coach Howe is calling a play in, and maybe Coach Mendenhall says, you know what, they've been doing ABC throughout the whole game. What if we switch it up and go and, and call this play? I think this play would work a little bit better in this in this situation, this scenario. That's, he's, he's the boss, right? Why wouldn't he get more involved in a three-game losing streak where BYU has given up thirty plus for the first time in twenty-one years? Why it, wouldn't it, he get involved? It's all so familiar. I'm grabbing you. You got, you got <laughs> nice biceps, by the way. Thank you. It's all so familiar. Twenty ten, you had this experience. Uh, yes, four gra- four gra- games. Granted, it was different. It was worse. BYU has a winning record right now. Right. BYU was isn't one and four. They're four and three. That's the difference. But who's to say, Coach Mendenhall, has said, "Wow, I've seen this before. I've seen this happen. Four a, straight a struggle." I'm going to insert myself to help. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, why, why, why not? Why, why not help? And, and, for, and for Coach Howe, why not want to get that help, right? I mean, you have a 
all-star, just a stud in Coach Mendenhall. I mean, you've learned from this guy for, you know, five, six, seven years of you being around the program. Why not have him help you, you know, take your hand a little bit more? It, the best experience is, is not, for me, the way, the, the way I learn, the way I learned it, it was when <laughs> <laughs> you had it. it. When, I, the, the, when I learned it, it, the best way for me was, was, was when I was actually going through it rather than somebody sitting there doing X's and O's and, you know, I'm looking at a piece of paper. Yes. And so why not be in a, in a situation, a live environment where you see something happen that, and, and, and some, something's going on. Coach Mendenhall inserts himself, gives you some, some, uh, uh, some expertise, and then that, that's a mental note. That's something that you, can, that you can write down. Oh, okay, next, my next game or my next future games, I should probably do this because of the situation that I've learned here in the past. And so it, I, I think it's amazing. I, I would love to see that happen. And Coach Howe isn't a bad coach at all. I think what this does, too, is it takes a little bit of pressure off of him sure. because he has some help. Yeah. And, and I don't mean pressure from the fans. You know, a lot of fans are saying, that was a nice rap. That, that was nice. And so I'm not talking about pressure from, from the fans. I'm talking about pressure from, okay, calling the game and then teaching my, 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 my DBs fundamentals, right? Yeah. I, now I get to be involved with my DBs. When we got off the field, okay, what did you guys see? Brian, what did you see? What are they doing? How can I help you? We maybe he can't do it that, that he can't do that with his with his group. He has to do it with the defense as a whole. But he can't. Maybe he can't do it with the, with the, with his DB group with his group. So that's what I mean by taking pressure off of off of him as far as position mastery with his DBs. It's hashtag team defense. It really is. And and Bronco Mendenhall is exactly right. He said to Nick Hal, "Okay, I'm I'm going to step out of this, but I'm the." Broncos not saying this. I'll say it for him. I'm the most experienced one right. in this defense. Yes. It's my defense. You're going to steer the ship, but I still own the ship. Right. I'm still the captain of the ship. You're just steering it. I still owned it. I'm still owned it, man. And it's yes. And I still so owned it. it. <laughs> owned it, it. He had it. I had that's, it. That's the number one thing we expect to see different tonight is more involvement from Bronco Mendenhall in that defense. There was a tweet about ten minutes ago from Michael Elisa. He said, he's a football coach, a father figure, a role model, and a friend. I'd run through a wall for this man. It's a picture of Michael Elisa and Bronco Mendenhall hugging. I think that right now the BYU defense senses some kind of increased involvement, and there is there's new life. That yeah. game for you guys was San Diego State in 2010. What kind of difference was that when Bronco Mendenhall had more involvement? Man, it what was, did you feel? It was I. I felt a. This is gonna sound cheese balls. This is BYU, dude. It's gonna sound so cheesy. Go for I, it. I, we. I felt a literally a spiritual connection throughout the whole entire team. It was emotional. It was. It was a. It was emotional, and we how we played. We played emotional, and how I mean, Coach Mendenhall coached, and and we had we, we all wore our, our t shirts, our Band of Brother t shirts. You know, we had he they all they 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 wrote out the gray Band of Brother t shirts that you kind of still see now. Yes, that started in 2010 with us. I want to take credit for that. And we had a we we, we stripped the old gray t shirts. Everybody wore them from the Water Boys to Coach Mendenhall. Coach Mendenhall ended up getting fined by Nike because he didn't wear really. His, yes, he didn't wear. He said, you know what? They wanted me to wear this. They hmm. were mad. They were mad that I wore this with you guys. And but you know what? We're, we're family. We're a band of brothers. We're a team. And I, you know what? 
to heck with them. I'm wearing this. Let's go. Ah, we were all juiced and jumping up and down. I'm just. And I'm wondering felt, if you said to heck, but no, yeah. No, he didn't say that. That's the PG. That's the PG. That's the PG 13 version. Okay, so that's one of four changes we expect, and that's the biggest difference I think you could see of anything is more involvement from Bronco. Number two, Craig Bills. Craig Bills needs to pass uh, protocol to be able to play in tonight's game, but it's expected that he'll do so, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 45. Craig Bills will play in his 45th game tonight as a BYU Cougar. Man. He makes a huge difference in that defense. 40, the leader. The 45. leader. 45. That, that is something you can't teach. You can't teach experience, man. 45 games under your belt. 45 offenses and schemes and players and personnel. I mean, you talk about getting guys in the in the right positions to make the right plays. It all starts with that free safety. He's another coach. And so you look at some small, uh, minor um, uh, things that, th- that these players are not doing, uh, execution, things like that. One, one reason is, is communication. And it makes sense if you don't have a guy, a leader, uh, a, another coach to get, you know, to make those right calls yeah. and adjustments to get them in the, in the right place. So and then, get some picks sometimes. And He's then a when, guys are, when guys are down, hey, step this up. Step this up. Come on. I'm not going out like this. BYU needs Craig Bills. That's yes. number two. Number, number three, Bronson Kafusi. I think we're going to see an evolved role from Bronson Kafusi where we see him on the D-line, maybe yes. in passing situations. Yes, you, 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 you saw every here and there, right, sprinkled in. Not you, linebacker you, hand in the ground. I'm talking yeah. he's actually one of the D-line. Yes, well, actually, yeah, actually one of the defensive linemen. And, and I, think, I, think, I think this is why. When, when you have, we, we, we're speculating and talking about Coach Mendenhall being a little bit more involved with the play calling. And when he took over 2010, we, he put in 15 new blitzes that we ran that week against San Diego State. Mm-hmm. And so we, we know Coach, Coach Mendenhall dials up pressure. And so when you, ha- when you have guys, I think guys like Fred Warner, uh, Michael Lisa has proven themselves coming off the edges, being able to fly, uh, you know, with that four three speed, no, more like four six. Uh, but you know, fly off <laughs> we'll the edges, <laughs> fly off the edges, and, and, and get to the quarterback. Why not have your best eleven players on the field, maximize the potential, put guys like that at the edge, and then put Bronson, you know, back on the on the line. LeBronson, that's number yes. three. Number four is Jamal Williams. If Jamal Williams can play tonight and be a part of that BYU offense that put up six hundred yards of total offense against Nevada. I think that's a confidence boost you to the BYU offense. automatically increase the swag just by oh, having Jamal Jay back. swag daddy. That's all. That's it. <laughs> just simply that is why you want that kid back. No, no. Just the, the energy and how electric he is. It doesn't matter if he gets two yards or if he gets 20 yards. He's going to get up and he's going to dance and he's going to be juiced and he's going to be passionate. And that my friend, is something that you cannot teach. That is something that it, you want your whole team to catch on fire from. And you give that quick change of back. You get that, 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 that burst, that extra speed. So you have the ground and pound game with, with Paul Lasique. Uh, then you come and switch it up with, with, with Jamal, giving, get, you know, switching, up, switching it up. Nate Carter. I love Nate Carter. Yeah. JC guy, 5'6". That's my best friend. You, you, you love best the JC friend. guys. So those are the four changes we expect to see tonight. Bronco Mendenhall more involved in the defense. Craig Bills, Bronson Kafusi, Jamal Williams. Dallas. Our Twitter question today. What is your bold prediction for BYU versus Boise State? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Moe Finn. 
BYU will hold Boise to under 100 yards rushing. Wow. Jay Ajayi right now averages, I want to say, a a buck 20, a buck 30, 12th in the country. I'm on that that right there. Mm -hmm. Is that a preview tonight? Canada in the kickoff, bold prediction maybe? Hillman Don't that, say anything. Hillman, Hillman that plays for the Broncos. <laughs> Ronnie. Ronnie Hillman that plays for the Broncos came in averaging over 100, 100 yards a game. We held him to 70. In that 2010 game. Okay, so, yeah. that, so that's something to watch That's tonight. when Coach Minnow took over the defense. The best running back BYU will face this season, in my opinion. At Nick Lee, 51. BYU has a lead at some point in the second half. That's not bold. They've had that in the last Boo. two games. Get bolder. Get spicier. Here's my bold prediction. I don't need water after that. Here's my bold prediction. BYU wins the game. Is that bold enough? That's uh, they're on a three-game win streak. That's hope. Only four, only four <laughs> losses since 2000 by Boise State. I think BYU wins the game. That's my bold prediction. I think that's kind of bold. It's I simple. Th- it's but it's the most meaningful thing possible. I, I like it. I like it. Is. You think of yours. We'll get to yours. <laughs> Coming up, how does BYU beat Boise State tonight? We'll ask tonight's ESPN color commentator David Diaz Infante. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan on a game day. Game day. BYU at Boise State tonight. Watch countdown to kickoff 8 Eastern time. Did, I went, I went, I went to my grandma. Hi, Granny. I love you. I love you. What's your, what's your grandma's name? Audrey Sawyer. Hello, Audrey. Bre- how are you? Breast cancer survivor, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's tremendous. Hey, last night, the women's volleyball team swept LMU. LMU just outside the rankings. They won 12 of 13. We'll talk to head coach Sean Olmstead coming up. And you can watch BYU play Pepperdine tomorrow, 3 Eastern time, live right here on BYU TV. Every week, we get a chance to uh, break down BYU football with a bunch of different people. Sometimes it's Bronco Mendenhall. And he had a lot to say to Spencer Linton, three-game losing streak. How does BYU right the ship? Here's BYU football all-access with Bronco Mendenhall. Bronco, blue turf. Blue two turf. one-point losses up there. Mm. What do you remember most about those two games back in 2004 and 2012? 2012, goal line stand. Naturally. Um... 2004, Four. missing the field goal at the end. The Matt Payne missed field goal. Yeah. Okay, what's a better memory? Matt Payne's delivered hits in 2004 or the goal line stand? If you would ask me more than one thing I remembered, yeah, then I remembered <laughs> um, the killer hits by our kicker um, on the returner. And then I remember, um, man, just uh, a hard-fought game and being really proud of our team. Um and absolutely being certain that we were going to win the game in 2012. When you're matched up against a team that is 88-4 and four since 2000 on their home field, <laughs> I know that's a ridiculous number, yeah. but would a win over them, they've never lost on Friday night, would a win over them change the complexity of this season for you and your team? You know, the, um, I think those things are all fun to talk about and think about. It is the next game for us. <laughs> um, no matter who we were playing, where we were playing them, um, our goal is the same, to play really well, to improve our team, to win the game, and then focus on whoever is next after that. So this is just happens. Those are all nice side notes to get others interested in saying it's going to be a bigger game. We're trying as hard as we can, like we did last week. And so it'd be fun if all that happened. Let's get to 5-3, and three, right? Exactly right. Okay. What's been the biggest takeaway for you after four wins to open the season? Mm and now three consecutive losses. What has this season done for you as a coach? Yeah, a bunch. So, number one, it verified just how important um, a very good quarterback is. Um, 
on any team. So it was fantastic. I appreciate Taysom even more. It's been really fun to know um, how much improvement, how hard uh, Stu, Christian Stewart, is trying and how much he's improved. It's so much fun to think about the second half of Utah State to now the 600 and something yards versus who did we just play? Nevada. Nevada. 601. Yeah, yeah. Six, and so to, to, to just say, man, that's a phenomenal thing. So having enough depth at all positions um, has been a critical thing. And so with not only the position or the injury at quarterback, but with some others, and we've actually managed the injuries pretty well, just close enough in execution to lose an overtime game and be one drive short. Yeah. Um, so, again, continuing to have the right depth at the right positions um, is really important. I know there's no real solace in loss, but let's take a wide-angle lens to this. 24 ankle injuries. Mm-hmm. You've had 12 starters injured at one point or another this season. You had nine out last game. Does it say something that you were in position to win those games, double-digit leads in the second half of both of the last two games, given everything that's gone wrong? Oh, I think I think that adds or lends itself to um, the stability. Um, our athletic director sent me an email this week. Um, uh, again, I rarely read emails, and I only read ones from really people that I, I know or what the content will be, um, that um, some... Uh, either coaches or or ESPN or someone still at BYU ranked 32nd or 34th or something like that. Acknowledging what you just said, now after having said that, um, to me, it's we're just barely um, coming up short. Mm. There's a little bit of room that certainly can be made up to get a win. It'll be more difficult on the road, more difficult on a short week, uh, but still possible. And our team is optimistic. I'm optimistic, and. We're hopeful and working really hard. And so from a wide-angle lens, that's all I want every week. And the outside world will judge if we're good or not by the wins or losses, but I like how we're improving, and eventually uh, the results will come. Like they did the first four games with that team, Mm. this is a different team, and it's kind of changing week to week. And so we have a little bit of a moving target. My goal is consistency and adjusting the best we can. And, um, again, we're close. Because of your history as a defensive guru, you've had great success when you've been in charge of the defense. Nick Howell's been put in a tough spotlight this year. (laughs) Has your role changed at all, or have you just become more of of a mentor for Nick as as he's gone through some tough times? I've I've worked as hard as I can. Number one, I love Nick, and so he's inherited a defense with one less coach um, that had all the experience, basically, of play calling and coordinating. So that coach left the room, which was me. And then he's now got a younger group with an ever-changing target of injuries and et cetera. And I've never seen anyone work harder than what he has worked. And I've worked and tried to support um, and help as much as possible in a mentoring role. Um, I love him. I love our defensive staff. And I love our players. And and whatever adjustments we do end up coming up with will be to help our team and our players. From your film review this week of, of Boise State, what kind of a unique challenge will they present to you on Friday night? Mm, very similar to what they presented to all the teams that came in to play Boise um, when Chris Peterson was there and Brian Hartson was there as their coach, um, the offensive coach. Um, he was at Texas when we went down there, and um, he had just left prior to the 2012 game, and they were running a similar system. And so you can expect um, tricks and gadgets and shifting and motioning and 
illusion and delusion and <laughs> illusion. I mean, it's uh, it's fun to play against and mixed within there. There's some power running elements and their quarterback is really mobile and active. So um, against a similar opponent, Nevada, um, the game was something like 46 to 52. Yeah. And so ours was relatively high scoring a week ago. So it'll be interesting to see how it shapes up. Do you have anything that you can eat before the game to calm you down before all this? <laughs> craziness and this <laughs> trickeration <laughs> the, the the thing that calms you down most is knowing you're prepared yeah and maybe not knowing you're prepared but having a lot of trust that your players are prepared and um, we've had a solid week you're a very composed coach that's <laughs> probably an understatement um i think people like to see you get riled up yeah. like at boise state when you were doing the the yeah. celebration after the goal line stand on the opposite end when you're really frustrated you ever had one of those moments where you have the tip over the Gatorade <laughs> bu- bucket, or, or how, how do you keep from from going nuts and when it's super emotional? Uh, well, there's there's a couple of things. Um, there there are plenty of people that um, are supporters of myself and BYU, and there are plenty of critics, and and so I I really like to be just the steady influence of this is who he is. Um, like it or not like it, but at least you're going to know what you get. When I get behind the doors of the locker room with my players, um, they're entitled um, as as close to family as you can get. They're entitled to see the other things, um, and that's what I reserve it for. That's a fair answer. Yeah. You answered that question well without really telling me if you've had one of those moments. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's BYU Football All Access with Bronco Mendenhall. Spencer Linton in Boise. We'll hear from him later tonight on Countdown to Kickoff. Interesting stuff from Bronco Mendenhall. You can see a little bit at why he would be more involved with the BYU defense. We'll get to that in a moment. What is your bold prediction for BYU versus Boise State? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At TashaLin19, bold prediction equals no injuries. Ooh. That's about as bold as it gets right now. That is bold. That no, would, a, no, she should have said no ankle injuries. <laughs> yes, that would have been bolder. Specifically ankle. That would have been boldest. I, and someone on Twitter said, at this point, BYU winning the game is bold. And that that's what I said. I, I think that if BYU wins the game, that's a bold Holy prediction. Oh, ye of little faith. <sighs> I'm not, I, I think that BYU wins <laughs> the just, game. I, you know what? I, you, I think you have every right to. You have every right with how they've been playing, yes. But hope Hope, my friends, hope. hope. You're hoping? This week, or... You're hoping, or, are you bold, or is it a bold prediction? Yes. Bold prediction. See, when my bold predictions come true, I'm like, what? They, what? It came true? Oh, bold. Okay, if you want to... Well, That's bold, what I mean. You always lost three games in a row. To win at Boise? I guess you're right. Yeah. By any margin. By right. any margin. And they've lost twice there by one point. Is bold to me. At PWNR1019. Christian Stewart was 500... Passing yards. 500 plus. That, that, that's really bold. Ooh, they have a really like, good secondary. Like, give me a couple napkins to uh, wipe my nose and tears That means there's going to be like five Y factors, like winners. <laughs> like 10 game changers, the whole offense. Give the award to the offense. Seriously. At P, P. Kelly 926, Bronco Mendenhall wears the BYU goggles Spencer Linton gave him after beating Boise by seven plus. Spencer gave Bronco's goggles. goggles These goggles? Uh huh. Nice. Spencer's, Spencer took some to Boise. If you find him, hopefully he's got some on him, he'll hook you up with some swag. Go find him and ask him for some blue goggles. Go Seriously. blue goggles. 
They should just all put like, like, all, like all the fans should just have them, and then when they're awesome. win, you know when they're winning, you know how they, the fans had like their the phone lights, their cell phone yeah. lights. Everyone's if got everybody the blue, just goggles. Puts the blue goggles on. The blue goggles don't work as well at Boise State. You're right because it's like it's like wait it's, a minute, everything's blue. Everything's yeah, yeah. blue. Yeah. Again, uh, put a hashtag BYUSN on a sign today. Find our camera down there, or show it. Get it on ESPN. Throw a little hashtag BYUSN on there. We'll nice. retweet get those a, today. Get a sneak, sneak it in. That'd be awesome. At Kyle Moriyama, Nick Howell or Bronco both tackle Jay Ajayi as he's running down the sideline to prevent a TD. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be amazing. That would be crazy. Awesome. Coming up, BYU women's volleyball killing it. We'll talk to Sean Olmstead. Plus, we'll rehash what we just saw from Bronco Mendenhall. Will he be more involved in the BYU defense? We expect so. I, I hope so. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Follow the show on Twitter, Brian. I know you do. At I BYU do. Sports Nation. I watched it. I watched it. I watched, watched it. it. Watched I, it. I watched it, you guys, the other day. You guys, look at that. was the first time I watched it, you guys. Are you serious? Yeah. That was the first, was the first time? time. Well, I mean, I got. I you do I, have a. I, I like. I, I try. I listen to you guys sometimes. Okay. And then. Download the podcast. You know, yeah. Yeah that's, that's, yeah. that's 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 downloaded already. Or Roku then, or Xbox you know, 360. But or... I, was at, I was at home, you know, getting ready to make my way over here. And I turned you guys on and I was like, oh, man, it really is like Radio Vision. It's HD. You guys look so clear. You guys look nice. You guys look nice, man. The trio. I enjoyed it. The trio, as I you call it. us. Uh, oh, and Blaine was, <laughs> Blaine was on, too. Blaine was on. Yes, we are a trio. Yeah. Tuesday. We are a trio. Speaking of. Speaking of trio, there's going to be more a, than once that I actually a tonight. Once I got a billboard, actually. I think it would be really funny trio. if you were on the billboard in the background, in the like, back. hey, guys, I'm I here too, that, man. Huh? I'm like, I, I. That would be really funny. I need a, a stool, though, because I'm kind of short. I, it, it'd be like a big drop-off. I always know when I, when I step into <laughs> my seat over there. Yeah, I said my seat. And it's like way high. I'm like, oh, who was here? Oh, it was Brian. Yeah, no, it was Brian. Gosh, it was Brian. Darren, we think he's tall or something. Gosh. 5'12". Sting up. Tonight, countdown to kickoff, 8 Eastern time. That means Brian's going to be here basically all day. Yes. Uh, we'll get you ready for BYU and Boise State. Spencer's live in Boise. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, David Nixon. That's how they'll sit. That's the order. Uh, tonight, 8 Eastern time on countdown to kickoff. We should go from, like, shortest to tallest. So we should do well, that be first. Da- is, Dave, is Dave taller than you? <laughs> no. Yeah. Come on, man. He asked me like by two inches, I yeah. think, or three. But, but last week you revealed that you dunked. You had yeah. in your life you've dunked. I, I can dunk, yes. Now I can dunk. No you way, did. man. Yeah. Too yeah. many pursuits. Too I had double too hernia too... double hernia surgery. D- hey, TMI, man. man. TMI. It's bad for Let's me. Let's reset some, <laughs> some of our trending topics today. We mentioned in the beginning of the show four changes we expect to see tonight. Bronco Mendenhall more involved in the defense. Greg Bills playing. Bronson Kafusi in pass rush as a D lineman. And Jamal Williams playing. Uh, also tonight, Jeremy Guthrie is going to start for the Kansas City Royals in Game 3 of the World Series, tied up at one apiece back in San Francisco. Former BYU pitcher getting the start in the World Series tonight. I'm trying to think of how many BYU pitchers have ever done that. i got to say Jack Morris is the other one. Who are you rooting for? Maybe Rick Aguilera back in the day. I think the Royals. You Giants think? have Giants have won it a couple of times. Yeah, I know one of our graphics guys, uh, David Phillips, huge, huge Giants fan. I'm a Giants. Spencer King in, on our staff has a 
Giants hat today in the control room. I'm a Giants fan, but I'm not like a true, true fan. Because you're from the Bay Area. I'm from the Bay Area. I grew up watching the Giants. Yeah. And I mean, like. So now you're like, you, oh, yeah, I'm you, on, baby. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I'm not like a. <laughs> I, I, I can admit it, though. Like, I, if you just. You admitted if you, it? If you, I can admit it. If you ask me, like, name one person on the on the, on the the baseball team. Yeah, Giants n- team n- right name now, one on the Giants. I, I would say Barry Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Man, what's it? You can't even dude, name the catcher? Once, you no, can't even name I the catcher. I can't name anybody. I'm not, a, I'm not a Giants fan. I'm, I'm a Giants fan, but here, I'm not a baseball here, I'll fan. I'll give you one. Buster Posey. That's all you need to know. Okay, thanks. B- Buster, I got Posey. That. Buster, Buster Posey. It's a, it's a dude named Buster. Bring it on, peoples. Awesome. Yes, I'm ready now. I'm Are, equipped to be a Giants fan. You noted it now. Yep. I'm just not an A's fan. I don't like, I don't like the you don't Oakland, mon- Oakland, you don't money ball? A's, Oakland A's and Oakland Raiders. I do not like. Ooh. So, yeah. Our mm. producer Ben Bagley, huge Oakland Raiders mm-hmm. fan somehow. We could fight. We could fight Ben. Today's what's your bold prediction for BYU <laughs> versus Boise State at Blue Blooded Coog. BYU brings fire and passion that got snuffed in a Utah State loss. BYU wins, proves sky not falling. Cougar Nation starts believing. Agree. That, I if, agree with if that. BYU wins tonight. Woo! 180 turn. I love when people say it's a 360 turn run. You go in the same spot. Go in 180, yeah. yeah That's a, it's yeah. 180. Yeah, I just learned that like two years ago. You I, think you, I think you told, you actually corrected me oh. on that. I agree with that because especially if Coach Mendenhall has – more of an influence in the play calls and has more of a presence, mm-hmm. right? You saw the you difference like when we came, chances. Yeah, you saw when we came out, right, in 2010, there was like a whole different team. Everybody was like, whoa, everybody's celebrating, everybody's jumping up and down, everybody's having fun. Sideline is crazy. Just new passion, That's new important. energy. And we saw the passion and energy and insight from Michael Elisa. If yep. that's any indication of how BYU is going to play, wow, they're locked in. Right. So we discussed earlier, and we heard from Bronco Mendenhall with Spencer Linton, Maybe Bronco Mendenhall has more involvement in the defense this week. And again, I ask, why wouldn't he? BYU has a three-game losing streak. Uh, Joe Tessitore of ESPN was on BYU Sports Nation in week two of the show last year and said that Bronco Mendenhall and Gary Patterson are two of the best defensive minds in college football. Why wouldn't BYU use that now? You, uh, after three game losing the streak. only there's no the good reason. Only reason, and it's not even good, is when you talk about game a game manager, right? The head coach for a football team is the game manager. You know, uh, clock, um, you know, timeouts. He's looking at okay, do I want to go on fourth and one? Do yep. I want you know? Yep. Hey, hey, coach and I, you know, four down territory here. That I mean, those well, things. Let me is ask where you this: taken out. Was BYU vastly improved this year in those things by Bronco not being involved in the defense? Not vastly. I didn't notice at all. Not, not vastly. I didn't notice There's, at there, all. There were some things like timeouts. Well, and the only reason why I noticed him because he's like doing like a forty yard sprint down the field. You know, like almost <laughs> he, pulled a hamstring. Some safety jets from <laughs> Snow and Oregon State. Man. Oh, by the way, I heard this one time. Bronco Mendenhall was actually a decent baseball player, recruited and thought about going to Utah for baseball. Ooh. Didn't go, but Ooh, thought about man. it. Man, I'm happy he didn't. I wouldn't be here right now. Would huh? you? That's yeah, man. <laughs> no you, baseball, football. You wouldn't be here if Bronco Mendenhall hadn't been here. Nope. He won you over in recruiting. He in did. Recruiting. I was going to Utah State, man. Really? I was gone. Wow. I was gone. Real talk with Brian Logan. I, was, I, 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 told, I told Gary Anderson, I was like, I'm here. He was like, oh, go up to BYU and see. I'm like, no. No. I want to go to the NFL. I want to go to the NFL. You did told you mean me, CFL? He told me. He said, I can get you to the NFL, not CFL. He's like, we're going to blitz you. He's like, you're 5'6". You can't get to the NFL like, like just playing corner, playing a watered-down defense. We're going to play man. We're going to play you nickel. We're going to put you a nickel. You're going to play safety. You're going to come off the edge. You're going to do all these crazy things. So you tackle really well. I'm going to have you drop down in the box. 
This is literally what he was saying. I'm like, oh my gosh, he gets me. He gets me. And then? He's like, you're going to return kicks. I'm going to no, get your stock no. up. Yeah. He said return you, kicks. You're going to return kicks. You, well, I, I, I did. I returned kicks. My highlight and my JC, my JC highlight, sh- highlights show returning kicks. He's like, we're going to do everything that we can to get you noticed. And then Coach Mendenhall's first – that was my first conversation. Coach Mendenhall's conversation was going to make you – first thing he asked me was, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I'm like, I don't know, man. In NFL, hopefully. Uh I'm gonna make you a better father. I'm gonna make you a better husband. And I'm like, I don't even have kids, or I'm not even married. I'm not even married. So, I mean, the words he said really stuck out to me. So, you know, if there was another coach from at BYU at the time that didn't say those words, I don't know. I don't know. Let me let me ask you this: You talk a lot about the influence that Bronco Hall has had on your life. Does he have the influence to where if he gets more involved, that the defense completely changes tonight? Like, where motivation is at a peak level? It, it does, because that man is scary. Like, I mean, Michael Lisa has talked in about a, it a number of times. In a positive way? Or He's scary it, in a positive way where he doesn't have to say anything to you. He gave you that look. He kind of tilts his head to the side. And he kind of looks at you from the side like a 45-degree angle. And then you're like, oh, don't look at me. Like, hey, step in front of me. Come, somebody come in front of me. No, don't look at me. Don't look at me. He's like Cyclops that burning right there, lasers. Dude, in, in 2010, when he took over the defense and Coach Howe, we were doing position drills. And I, I'm not going to lie. I was going like 50%. And then Coach Minahal would walk over, and I'm like, go, 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 go. Come on, guys. Let's go. And he just does that. Like He's like, he makes you work hard when you don't want to work hard. Book of Mormon reference. He's, uh, he and people had made fun of him for sort of this kind of reference, but I think there's value in this. Sort of a Captain Moroni guy. The, the leader who is a little different than he's, he's not like buddy-buddy all the time with you yeah. guys, right? The fact that there's some separation when, when he comes into the room or the drill, it changes. Will yeah. the, if he's involved in the defense, what kind of change could we expect tonight? Well, I mean, you want to you, you don't because you don't want to disappoint him. Yeah, you play you play at your highest level at all times. If it's practice, if it's in the film, we're going over going over plays mm-hmm. and adjustments and strategy, or if it's on the field in the end game, you want to play to your highest ability. That's what he does. That's that's why he's so great. Is that he he gets a player to play at their highest level. Every single play, that's every a, snap. That's a great coach. You just defined great coach. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that's why he does. He's done a great job with half, half the talent that he's had in previous years. Da- David Nixon all the time says half the we talent. We have David Nixon says the half. We didn't have half the talent in you guys. Brian Kill. We can oh, have half oh, gotcha. the talent you guys had. Me when I gra- when I graduated when I left going back to to, to Kyle Van Noy those guys. We didn't have half of what you guys have. Preston Hadley saying this, saying it to, this, to these guys now. We don't have half the talent you guys have. And so a coach a coach will find a way to win. A great coach will find a way to win by getting his players on one accord and and bringing the best out of them. Just, and so now you have the talent with a, a you know, a, a, a good coach that's involved more. And who knows? Maybe it's day and night. Despite, Change. Despite injuries. Yes, despite injuries. Thank you for giving us a piece of what it's like to be in there in a drill. You are well, welcome. Going 50%. You just got to have each other's back, man. <laughs> hey, coach coming. Coach coming. Coach coming. All right. All right. Snap your helmets on. Mouthpiece in. Everyone can relate to that. Go fast now. Go fast. <laughs> in some way. Go fast. Put the water bottle down. Put the water down. Put the water. It's game day against Boise State. Can't wait for that game. 8 Eastern time, countdown to kickoff. That's just a taste of what Brian brings to the table on countdown to kickoff. (laughs) Just a taste. Hey, coming up. Taste of Gushers right now. (laughs) Nice. The BYU women's volleyball team is crushing right now. Won 12 of the last 13. They're the top blocking team in the country. Wow. What are they doing so well? We'll ask the head coach, Sean Olmstead. Maybe give out some karma. Guaranteed to wear neon. (laughs) That's coming up next. Yes.
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Game day, BYU and Boise State. The women's soccer team beat the Santa Clara Broncos last night. BYU mm-hmm. said coaches, Bronco. Mm-hmm. And all tonight, it's BYU versus the Boise State Broncos. Mm-hmm. 8 Eastern time, countdown to kickoff. Get ready for that. Uh, one thing that's great about BYU Athletics, the, the athletic program is solid as a whole. Yes. It's not just football and hoops. I love that women's soccer is ranked 17th right now, 10-game win streak. And that leads us to women's volleyball. Head coach Sean Olmstead now joins us. 12th in the country, just three losses on the year, 17-3. and three. Things are going well for you guys. Yeah, yeah, I can't complain. We're, uh, we're happy with where we're at. We're excited. I want to describe to the radio listeners what you're wearing right now. <laughs> well, what, what does your shirt say? Be- uh, yeah, I'm supporting El Clasico, so this is Barcelona. I've got okay. to support my Argentina yeah, yeah. compadres, uh, Messi, and some of those guys. Mm-hmm. They're playing, and I think the Clasico's this weekend. Did you go so on your mission there? I did. Nice. I did, and so I've been back a couple t- quite a few times actually since, and uh, I love it, and I, if I can watch, uh, I'll sit down and watch soccer maybe more than any other sport. Wow. So, and then you've got an orange hat. I, I'm snap, supporting. Snap you know, back, Peter might backwards. not li- like it, but I'm supporting the deer hunters right now. You know, it's almost over. You're, you're <laughs> they incurred. need support. The, well, you know, the, the little kids out there, a lifetime memory right there. And so uh, I just try to keep it real for you guys. And I brought, you, I brought you guys some gear. I brought oh, nice. some, but it, it has to be in a nice color, you know. So uh, Pink. Yeah, all, we had some larges I thought would fit you guys. Can I take, uh, can I take one of these? Yeah, but sorry, you know, you're, you're a little bit. Spencer's left out. I'm gonna sorry, have to Spencer's my, gone. But you know, hey, you're a little stronger hey. than Spencer, so I wasn't planning on that. Hey. So you can work out in that. <laughs> yes. Maybe cut the sleeves yes. off. You know what? I, you know what? Normally, normally when when we get gifts from from guests, I let I, I pass it on because I'm just, you know I'm the third guy. But this right here, hey, the P- I, I wear. That. I'm, 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 going, I'm gonna get uh, this. We know I'm, you do. I'm gonna give this to my grandma. I gave a shout out to my grandma. She's she's a breast cancer survivor. Awesome. This shirt, there you this go. shirt's for you. Wonderful. Thanks. I appreciate it. Sorry, yeah. Spencer. Before, yep. before, we, before we get to more <laughs> important topics, uh, less important topics maybe, uh, when did you start liking neon? Because you're wearing like, you got like, I, pink, you got orange. Do you, uh, what do you are see your my shoes? shoes? My what shoes are, shoes? are flower. They've got flower oh, pattern. Yeah, I mean, you got to zoom in on those. Green, neon yeah, green, but it's got orange. flower pattern on them. Wow. So oh, it's, they're yeah. impressive. They're see, very impressive. This, no, this is, I did not, dis- you did not disappoint. No, no, no. Those are, those you know, are big time right there. In, I went all in, out. In, interviewing some of your, your, your players, they, you know, <laughs> we, we were kind of joking and, and clowning around. And I'm like, do you guys ever clown on him or anything like that? You know, with his neon backpack and stuff. Man. Swag right here, yeah. man. What swag. swag daddy's got nothing swag. on this, right? Nothing. Right? nothing. You're like right here, Coach. You're like right here, and and and, and Jamal's like right there. Yeah. You, like you, right here. you texted a picture to Spencer and I one time of your closet. <laughs> tell, me, of shoes. You, tell me you don't have that, that was, on Sports Nation. That, that was awesome. We okay. haven't had it on yet. Okay. We needed we yeah, needed okay. to pull. No, that I don't up. know. I don't know where it started. It just was uh, one day, one thing, and from there the girls just made a joke out of it. And I can't tell you. I, I kid you not. I can't tell you how many days I come home from work where my wife didn't see me leave. And she, I walk in the door and she goes, you really wore that to work today? <laughs> and I just said, I don't know. I didn't even think twice about yeah. it. So like, obviously I didn't think twice about it. Man today. problems. Yeah, there you go. Honey, get off my swag. <laughs> Honey, that's what you got to say to her. Yep. Your team has swag. You guys are yeah. killing it right now. I, I know last Friday, uh, lost at San Diego in five. But other than that, you've won 12 of 13. What, what are you guys doing right? Yeah, no, the girls, it's, it's all about the kids. You know, we're, I'm, I'm kind of a bystander and just excited to be there. And, you know, we, we put some things together. But the girls, we've just got an outstanding group of girls that, 
have able to be, have been able to focus on every single match one at a time. And there's a lot of experience there with you know Jennifer Hampson, Alexa Gray, Tamara Noble. There's just a solid group of kids with experience. And we're talking football and we're talking injuries. People that have not been in athletics don't understand the value of experience. Yeah. And you look at when I played, you know, we lost a national championship my junior year in five sets. 2003. We, we come back and we returned all this experience. Almost every guy in that lineup was back. We go into five sets. We, we're, we're not rattled at all. We go win the national championship in five sets. The experience is, is so crucial and so valuable. I'm, I'm really happy you said that for, for, the, for the football fans out ah. there. Um, you know, to, to really show the, the difference with experience and, and how much it really helps you. And, and I, I think something, too, I mean, you guys, you guys fall to, to San Diego and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, have, you guys come back home. You give them extra, some extra time off, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and, and with that experience, with that leadership, they, they bounce back. Yeah. Well, when you have guys like you look at the football situation, right, and, and how guys are, you know, you, you lose. Well, how do you bounce back? And, then, yeah. you know, that, that, that lack of maturity mm-hmm. or our experience, you can kind of keep on going the wrong direction. Yeah, you know, the uh, here's I'm, I'm standing up for my guy Bronco right now because a lot of people rip on him for, you don't use your pra- – I mean, I see it all, and people are just – they don't understand. So we got back on Saturday. We didn't play Saturday. I gave him Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off, mm-hmm. and it was a perfect time for us. Then we come home, and we play LMU, who, if you follow right volleyball – Right outside the top just, 25. Just fell out of the top 25 yeah. last week. They'd been in it pretty much all year. Good team. And a very good team, and we, we needed to just regroup. Yep. Just, hey, things are fine. We got after it Tuesday, Wednesday, and prep for this match. And the girls responded exactly as I, I figured they would, and exactly as we needed them to. How tough? How tough is that as a coach? I mean, I know things are are, are going great as far as you know the win streak, but then you lose, and you're like, everybody's running sprints. Everybody, everybody, everybody you we may have Sunday practice, maybe. It's it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing to me. No, you're exactly right. It's amazing to me how. Good life can be, and then in the, just in a moment where we barely lost, too, yeah. on the road to San Diego in a five-set match, all of a sudden I feel like my world's over. And what did I do? Like, why I am I coaching, honey? Why What am I doing? We've got to reevaluate everything. We got, yeah. you know, and you've got to just stay, stay focused. And I think, you know, that's, that's what we've been able to do. And I have a great staff around me and some just, like I said, some great mature players yeah. that are able to just go, Yo, you know, the world isn't over. Right. You're going to lose matches. And very rarely, you know, maybe in football where they don't play as many, but when you've got these sports where you play a lot of contests, basketball, you're going to lose sometime here or there. And that's okay. That's fine. You you mentioned that you beat LMU. The second set, I I had to do a double take on that. It's like (laughs) 25-9. Wow. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing that sticks out to me as I'm getting ready to jump in and call Saturday's women's Mm -hmm. volleyball match, excited about that. You're the number one blocking team in the country. And you have the number one blocker, Whitney Young. Why are you guys so effective at the net? You know, one, I think our girls pay really, really close attention to what we prepare them for. And I've never, ever gone into a match and felt as the match started like, oh, man, we, uh, we're out of our – we weren't prepared for what's coming. So the girls know what's coming. They're waiting for it, and they see it, and they're reacting accordingly. And I think that's really been helpful. Then we've got some kids – Whitney Young's lightning fast. Number it, one it, in the country. It helps Jen Woo. Hampson to be 6'7". Alexa Gray <laughs> is as physical as all can be. I mean, so we've got some great athletes, but they're doing the right things. They're watching the right things and seeing the other side unfold in front of them and then reacting accordingly. Did you take McGowanisms of blocking principles and apply that to your coaching? Because yeah. BYU is known for being a great blocking men's team. Yeah, Carl's, uh, I've met, I was with Carl, uh, I don't know, a couple hours just this week in the film room. So Carl's helping tremendously with us. Uh, he'll 
Bill, uh, he was there at the match last night, and uh, he's, a, he's a very, very big influence in my life and, and, and everything I've done, and we try to adapt the same thing. We're starting in a bunch read. We're helping on the quick, mm. and that helps too in women's volleyball. In the middle, a lot of women's players don't see two blockers up in front of them. Right. They're used to just one blocker there, and so we're helping. So now there's more hands in front of them, so all those things help. One of McGowan's assistant coaches during the run of the late 90s and 2000s is Pepperdine's head coach now. Troy Tanner. Tanner. What kind of relationship do you have with Troy? Yeah, Troy was my coach for the three years that I was here with Carl. And when Carl retired, Troy left and, and started a very, very successful club in, in Southern California. And he's done, a, you know, now taken over his alma mater. Uh, so he's a, he's a BYU guy. As but he a got coach. a graduate uh, degree at BYU. At BYU. Yeah. And exactly. And he. Uh, it all starts here. It all, <laughs> it all starts here. <laughs> That's what they here. say. It, it ends, ends here. Starts. Hopefully yeah. it ends tomorrow for him. But no, Troy, <laughs> Troy, nice. Troy and I have a great relationship. I think very, very highly of Troy. He always was great to me, and uh, I joke with his kids. I used to, when I was a red shirt, Troy would go on the road, and his wife would work, and he'd have me babysit his kids because I wasn't traveling. <laughs> nice. So <laughs> he, he'd pick, hey, here's the return missionary. He knows me from my dad from even longer back. You know, when he was a player, I mm-hmm. used to go watch Troy. So he's known wow. me, and I'd go babysit his kids. So I have a great relationship with Troy. That's, so That's smart. a great story. That's yeah. so smart. Yeah. That's awesome. That is, well, yeah. good luck tomorrow, uh, 3 Eastern time, BYU and Pepperdine live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And thanks for the shirt. Yeah, yes, yes, you guys. Thank you, all, thank you, uh, thank you. Thanks for everything you guys do. Thank you. Always keeping it real. Sean Olmstead. Yep. No one dresses like Sean Olmstead. <laughs> no, winner. I didn't say whether it was good or bad. No one dresses <laughs> good. like Sean Olmstead. There we go. <laughs> Approved. Coming up, the Cougar Whip Round and your tweets. And Brian Logan will say something awesome. Maybe. Yeah. Just going to focus on this pink shirt. Yeah, Great nice. for you, Great. Nice. These are nice. I love it. We'll be back in a minute. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan on a Friday. Game day. Let's hand out a rise and shout. Today's rise and shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I want to give it to Sierra Parker, the libero for the women's volleyball team. Just a junior, a little over halfway through the season, so two and a half years. She set the rally era, that is since 2001, mm-hmm. uh, dig. She's the all-time dig leader uh, in the rally era. She and, has killed it. She is so she, good. And like she's coming back. Only a junior. Yeah, only a junior. Only a junior. On a very good Experience. team. Experience. She gets today's rise show. Experience. What's your bold Experience. prediction for BYU versus Boise State? Keep the tweets coming. We want to thank Bronco Mendenhall and Sean Olmstead for joining us today and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show's on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Brian Logan, I'm Jeremy Jordan. Shout out to Josh Kezada. Juice! Juice! He's at Fresno State. Orange BYU Sports juice. Nation. Back at it. Monday. Juice. 8 Eastern time. Countdown to kickoff. Pineapple juice! Juice!